This podcast is brought to you by jewishpodcasts.org. Start your very own podcast today at jewishpodcasts.org. A good night of Shabbos. Hope everyone is well. This week's parasha, Parashas Yisroi, <clears throat> is where the Torah tells us about the Aserah Sadibras, the great Ten Commandments, an amazing time in Jewish history with the Jewish people studied at Har Sinai, and they heard these unbelievable statements originally from Hakadosh Baruch Hu, then later from Moshe Rabbeinu, the first two from Hashem, then from Moshe. These ten statements that we know today as the Aseris Adivrus. So you would imagine in your head, if you think about these ten statements, each one must be filled with such important information, with facts and rules that will define who we are as a nation and how we should be, and the essence of who the Jewish people are. And if you go through the Aser Sedibris, you'll notice that that is definitely the case. You'll go through the first couple of Aser Sedibris, of course, Anoichi Hashem Aleichecha, that is the Olive Bays, the ABCs of Judaism, we have to be aware who Hashem is, and He took us out of Mitzrayim, and we're not allowed to worship foreign idols, that is all essential to Judaism, of course, no one would debate that. And then as we move on, we continue reading, keeping the Shabbos, of course, Shabbos is one of the most important parts of Judaism, we know if someone doesn't keep Shabbos, he can lose his Jewish status, even though he was born Jewish, and then we continue on in the list, of course, we need to honor our parents, we have to be grateful for all that they do, and all that they give to us, and on the next side, the next five, which is interpersonal relationships, you know how to kill, of course, you're not allowed to kidnap, not allowed to testify falsely, and of course, all of them make a lot of sense for a society, for a people, for a nation to grow, and without them, we don't have a society. The question that was bothering me this year was when we come to the last of the Aserah Sedibris. The last of the Aserah Sedibris seems not to fit, perhaps, with the other ones. The last of the Aserah Sedibris is Leisachmod Beis Riecha, do not lust, do not desire to have your friend's house, nor his possessions, his wife, etc., do not lust after someone else's stuff. And when you come to this of the ten, ten Aseris and Dibris, you think to yourself, one second. The other nine, I understand. They are all essential for a society. We can't have people worshipping idols. We can't have people swearing false. We don't have a judicial system. We can't have people kidnapping or murder. These are all basic understandings of a society. Keeping Shabbos, we get it. What would be so wrong if we walk around wanting other people's things? Where's the harm? It would be labeled a victimless crime. Who's being hurt? It doesn't say that I stole anything. It doesn't say that I took anything. It's just the way I think. It's the way I feel. It's my desires. It's my dreams. I would taught today, dream big. Okay. So I'm jealous. I'm envy. I'm dreaming of that car, that house, that vacation that you have. Why is that so bad? Why is it, not only is it bad, but it's a part of the Aseris Adibris. How are we to understand the message, the lesson that the Torah seems to be relating to us? So on the actual idea of these, this Avera, the Rishonim already bothered. How can the Torah demand how you think? The Torah can demand how you act. The Torah can demand how you behave and conduct yourself. But how can the Torah tell you how to think? That is a question raised by many numerous answers are given. But I want to suggest today something different. I want to suggest today, why is this such a, a moral thing that we Jews need to live by. Why? What would the world look like? <coughs> How bad would society be if we're allowed to want someone else's thing? The answer is because we have to look at the Aserah Sedibris as a guide to life. The Torah is giving us a way to conduct our life the way a Jew is supposed to live. And what is wrong with a Jew who wants to have something that he doesn't have? The answer is something very wrong. 
Because if you think about it, all the Aserus Adibris are lines of five, the first five and the second five. Which one is Loi Loi Sachmer opposite? Kabinet Sevichavesimech. What does Kabinet Sevichavesimech mean? It means to honor your parents. Why do you have to honor your parents? So the Sefer Chenech says, because you have to appreciate all that they did for you. They give birth to you, they take care of you. That's why Hashem is so despised by Loi Sachmer. Hashem says, You don't think I know what you need? You don't think I know what's best for you? You think you need to have that lifestyle? Trust me, I know what's better for you. Appreciate what you do have. Don't appreciate that that you don't have. Kabbalah Sevichavesimecha corresponds, I think, perhaps perfectly to this, this Dibur. Because the Torah in this Dibur is reminding us, don't look at what you don't have. Look at all the good that you do have. Appreciate the good that I gave you. Appreciate all the wonderful blessings you have in your life. Don't focus on what you're missing. On the contrary, focus about what you have. Because what is Kabbalah Tzavichah It's all about appreciating that that you have, that that you were given life, that that you were given food and a place to live by your parents. Appreciate that. And Hashem is saying, appreciate that I gave you. Don't look about what you don't have. But at the end of the day, it's hard. How am I supposed to not want what he has? It looks good. It looks enticing. It's bigger. It's better. Newer model car. I want that. I think perhaps the answer is it connects to the first of the Aserah Zedibris. Anoichi Hashem Alekech, I am Hashem. Hashem says, I know better than you. I know what's good for you. I know what's best for you. And if I really thought that that would be best for you, I would have given it to you. For whatever reason. And this is not our, our, our job in life sometimes to understand the ways of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, But we believe that Hashem is saying, no, 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 I'm telling you, this is what's best for you. This is what's good for you. I know, I took you out of Mitzrayim. I played this whole game with Parai. I had you working. Then I had you with the Makas. And then I freed you. I have an entire handle on the world. I know everything that takes place in this world. And trust me, I know what's best for you. And this is not best for you. For whatever reason, and it's irrelevant at the time. But the point is, the first Debra and the last Debra go together. The way a person is not supposed to be jealous of that that he doesn't have is because he realizes Hashem knows best. If Hashem wanted me to have that, He would give it to me. He has all the abilities and the capabilities to do so. But rather, He knows better than I what's good for me. But sometimes that's not enough. Sometimes that's not enough to motivate us not to be jealous. You see the new car pull up, you see the house being constructed, and you say to yourself, it eats your heart out. Why not me? Why don't I have it? So the Satmi Rebbe, as well as Belyar Baruch Finkel, say a very beautiful tip. I call it advice. How to overcome that initial desire when you see something and you're like, why not me? He says, look at the Pasuk. The Pasuk says, do not desire your friend's house, nor his wife, nor his slave, nor his oxen and donkey, which today we'll call those cars. And all that belongs to your friend. Why does the Torah add those three words? Said the Satmarebo, those three words are your key, your ticket to fight jealousy. How? Because says the Satmar Rebbe, you look at your friend and all you see is that big house going up, you see the fancy car, you see his kids look so happy. Do you know all the details of this fellow's life? Do you know all the, all the inter, inner runnings of his life? You think everything is so peachy and rosy? You think everything is so perfect? You only see one part of his life and you're like, oh, I want that. Says the Satmar Rebbe, you want to be him? You got to take everything that comes along with it. You need to take everything of his life has to become part of your life. And if you would know every nuanced, detailed issue in his life, you probably wouldn't want his life. 
The reason why you want his life because you're only seeing one small fraction that looks extremely desirable and tempting. But if you would see everything that he has, all the baggage that he's carrying, all the tsarist that he has, all the issues that he has, very quickly you no longer would want to be him. You wouldn't want to switch places. But I came across another idea, another way to combat it. And the other way to combat it is with a medrash. The medrash says the way to combat is What does that mean? It means if you look at every jewel and you want to be happy for him because you love him, you're not jealous, you're happy. I am thrilled that you were able to build a third level, fourth, fifth level on your house. I am thrilled that you went on vacation for X amount of weeks. I am happy for you. I'm not jealous of you. I'm happy for you. I don't need to be you. I could be happy for you. If we felt more unified, we felt more connected to people, we'd have a much easier time being jealous. Instead, instead of it being jealousy, it switches over to, I'm so happy for you. Yeah, I would like maybe me also one day, but I'm not jealous. I'm happy for you. I'm so happy that you're living a great life and you're enjoying it. But the Medrash in this week's Pasha writes the following. The Medrash says, Kol Anyone who fulfills this mitzvah of not being jealous of others, it's as if he fulfilled the entire Torah. Unbelievable. We started off asking that this is the last of the Aserah and we didn't even understand why it's on the list. Now the Medrash is telling us it's as if you did everything in the Torah. Because this embodies the entire idea of believing in Hashem. In order not to be jealous of someone else's benefits, you have to say to yourself, Hashem, I am fully trusting in you. And I believe that everything that you give me or don't give me is because you know what's best. That's why it's Ke'ilu Yumekayim, the whole Torah. It takes a lot of Amunah. It takes a lot of Bitachin to believe in whatever lot we have, why we don't have what someone else has. But that's what the Torah is reminding us in this week's parasha. The Torah is reminding us that it, it's natural to be jealous. And perhaps it's a victimless crime. No one's being hurt. But you're missing the boat. When a person is jealous of someone else, he's not going to be happy. He's not going to maximize what he has. He's not going to appreciate all the good he has because he's always looking over his shoulder and saying, but I don't have. Hashem is reminding us, look at what you have. Be grateful for that that I did give you. That's keep it of the aim. Appreciate that that you have. And never forget, Hashem the first of the Aserah Zibris. Hashem says, I got this covered. I know. I know exactly what you need and what you don't need. Don't think for a second that I forgot about you. That you were just overlooked when I was giving out, you know, positions and money and, and nachas. I skipped you by mistake. You know, that's not the case. We know that everything Hashem does is exactly with the cheshman. He knows what's best. Hashem, we should be zeichet to work on it. And it's a life's, life's work to work on being appreciate what we have. Not being jealous of what others have, but rather like the Medrash says, be happy for others. Appreciate other people's joy. Appreciate what we have in the Hashem. We should taka, be so happy with all that Hashem gives us. And that will be the greatest impetus for Hashem to give us more good. When He sees we appreciate the good that we have, He'll only shower us with only more good things. For ourselves, for our families, and for all of Klai Yisrael, have a wonderful Shabbos.